Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. Yeah. It's about time today, time and timing here on Bay FM. And uh, a bit of that famous opening to the Pink Floyd song from Dark Side of the Moon, of course, time. The clock's ticking. It's almost scary, I find, the ticking of a clock. It certainly is on, on uh, some of the Pink Floyd stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> I find it scary anyway, just the notion that time is sort of in this rhythmic absolute pulse that's contained, that contains us somehow. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. is and not really true. I guess there's also the fear the clock will stop as yep. well, right? Time's up. <laughs> uh, time. So I guess, folks, that's uh, you, you gather quite quickly that that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I think it's a good extension on uh, our previous show, which was all about spin and how spin figures into things, every everything. And uh, of course, you can't separate space and time. So uh, we are talking about concepts of time, but to be more correct, they're really concepts of space and time. Yeah, we can't separate the two because you you um, you need the space to actually come up with a concept of time. Which is what uh, Einstein, I guess, originally proposed, is that uh, the, the fourth dimension is time, that space-time is inextricably linked, as you're saying, and uh, yeah. you have to, it's not a three-dimensional world we live in. It's certainly four-dimensional when you factor in that, uh, that notion of time. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, so we're going to look at the various layers of consciousness in the process of evolution through layer one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, etc. As, as far as we know, and talk about how we conceptualize time and space at each one of those layers and how it changes as we develop as individuals and also evolve as a species. And we can look back through history at some different examples of how these things play out yeah. and how they shape uh, our, our world, our life, our mythology, our thinking, and, and the way we behave and those sorts of things. Indeed. And of course, some of the great philosophers and scientists have always uh, riddled themselves enigmatically about time itself. St. Augustine, for example, said uh, in the Confessions, ask me what time it is, I can tell you. But if you ask me what time is, I'm in a loss. Because it's pretty hard to define exactly what time is, and our conceptions are certainly influenced, if not created, by our culture, our uh, our education, and what else, uh, indeed? Because uh, there are many factors there. There are, and I, I just to set the scene, and you might, uh, as you're listening, if if you have time, the, the luxury of extra time, you might like to get a pencil and paper, or maybe your favourite tablet and drawing app, and uh, I'm going to give some graphic examples as best as I could do through this audio medium. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it simple. And you could draw these as we go and, and they might uh, expand the understanding that you gain as we talk through these things. Obviously, you don't do this if you're driving, but if you have kids in the back seat on your That's way to right. school, get your tablets out, kids, because you should be able to follow this quite easily and you can educate the parents later on in the morning or tomorrow. That's right. However, or if you're stopped. Yesterday, in fact. 
if you're stopped safely in a parked car, uh, being winter time here, you could breathe on the window and then draw these on the window. Oh, good idea. With your finger. I like that. So uh, let's start at layer one. And, and let me just remind uh, those of our regular listeners and, and inform those who might be listening for the first time that as we go through uh, our understanding of the progression of the evolution of humanity, we, we are talking about a pattern that is fractal and it also applies to the development of ourselves as individuals. And so the same patterns apply, all of the same principles and themes apply and you can switch backwards and forwards between those two perspectives. Mm. So we alternate as we progress uh, from layer one, which at an individual level is when we're, we're newborn. So we're a new babe in the world. Uh, and relatively uh, helpless and unaware, and but but uh, soaking up and learning, uh, you know, all, the, all our sensory inputs and uh, expanding of un- our understanding very quickly. Uh, and the theme of the the first layer and all subsequent odd numbered layers is I, me, mine. So mm-hmm. it's all about my uh, perspective, and it's particularly the perspective, my perspective of this outside world. So we're, we're looking from within, but we're looking out to the world and trying to understand what the world is initially at this very early time and what all these sensory inputs are and try to put together a picture. Uh, and then as we progress to the second layer, it becomes a we, us, our focus. Mm-hmm. So the, the, um, the first layer is individual. And the second layer is communal. That's another way of thinking about it. And in the communal layers, we're focused on our internal experience. So we're interacting with the outside world, but rather than wanting to to understand and change the outside world as we do in layer one, in layer two and every subsequent odd numbered layer, we're focused on our internal experience and how the external world is changing our internal experience and how and if we want to ch- we want to change our experience rather than change the outside world. So that's a common theme that runs through, and I'll I'll remind you as we go mm. through each one of these. Yeah. So let's look at the first couple. Uh, layer one, uh, newborn babe hunter-gatherer in terms of the emergence of the first humans, uh, modern humans. And if we wanted to represent that graphically, we could just get a a sheet of paper or our our tablet and just put a dot on there. Put a dot. Yeah. So the dot represents the individual. It represents the process of emergence. And the concept of time is very, very simple. It's it's an emergent concept of time. It's purely in the moment. There's just now right there Mm. and all of our sensory awareness in the now. There's no real sense of who we are. It's just really uh, soaking up the sensory input from this outside world and being in the moment. And any actions, behaviours are absolutely instinctive. Yeah, so driven by, essentially by need, like primary needs, as Maslow identified later on, so shelter and food and... And all of that, so that's that's clear. That's that's the focus. There really isn't much else going on. And of course, to remind people, we are generalising here. This is a sort of a model and a form, but uh, it's it's very useful to apply this as we're applying it and see the generalisation. You can see the nuances within it as you go forward. Yeah, and the first three layers are in what we call a pre-rational zone. So there's no rational mind in charge here that's thinking about the process that we're mm. undergoing yes. or, or the actions that we're doing. It's just really react- reactionary and in the moment. So we've got that dot on the paper. Uh, the layer two then shifts us to a we, us, our focus. So instead of being us trying to make sense of the world, uh, all of a sudden we are within a community setting and that at a species level that represents the emergence of living tribally where we came together 
to, to live tribally and, and on a set piece of sacred land. And at an individual level, it represents the child with greater awareness within the family setting. So yes. at the point where we can recognize our family members, we can interact with them, and uh, we have a sense of the scope of the family. We have a sense of how the family is in terms of behavior and attitudes. So there, are, there is like a, a conformity emerging, a set of standards. In a tribal setting, uh, they're often described as customs and taboos. Mm. Uh, yep. and, and in a family setting, it's usually the rules, rules you know, and regulations, the way we do things around here. <laughs> and so in terms of our graphic image, we've got a dot and now we can draw a circle around the dot. Mm. So there's a protection around that dot too. I guess that's also part of the, of the evolution is I'm part of a family and Absolutely. that family also gives me that extra bit of security and safety and certainty in my life and being situated within that context. Yes, mm. yeah, exactly. So we've got the family around us. and. In layer two, time becomes a cycle with, uh, represented yes. by the circle. So it's something that we rotate around and there are fairly simple patterns associated with that cycle. It's always changing, it's always moving around the perimeter of the circle. And so you could say it's seasonal. Mm. And if we look back to our history, our, uh, back in those tribal days, we see that the stories that we told and the stories that are still being told today but from that particular perspective yes. uh, about our ancestors are representing our ancestors within these, this same cycle. So it's really just one cycle and our, our ancestors lived this way and f right through time we have lived this way and we are in tune with all of, mm. all of the aspects of this cycle in terms of the outside world and nature. And it's important to note, and you'll see this in the graphic representation, is that as we move through these layers, the old ones don't go away. So that dot's still there in the middle of the circle. And now we've got the circle around the outside. It. So we'll be adding to this picture. And, and these concepts are nested inside each other. So the layers themselves of development, of evolution, are nested inside each other. And it's all about compounding, adding to, and expanding the understanding. The core understanding is transcend and include. So never leave anything behind. Bring it with you and find the best parts of that. And it's almost like compost for the next generation of what's going on. Yeah. And it's also interesting to note that these tribal stories, uh, if they referred to any kind of significant change that was outside of the natural cycle, it was usually in reference to the dot, the, the origin dot. Okay, so you had the significant origin stories, and this is how things came to be. You know, the the rainbow serpent moved here and created that, mm -hmm. and that was the origin story. And so we had the origin, and then we had the cycles that we live within. Mm. Yeah, cool. So there we have the first I, me, mine, and the first we are us, our layers. For all of you out there, strangers in a strange land, you're grokking future sense here on Bay FM. Yeah, it's 9.30 exactly here on Bay FM, or is it? <laughs> uh -huh. Yes, and when is the now anyway? I mean, we're talking about time and timing today and I always wonder about where the now is because once you've identified the now, you've moved on anyway. I think that's how it feels. It comes with you though, which is a good thing, It right? comes with you, yes. Yeah. Does it follow you though, or is it actually really with you in the now? Wow. <laughs> We could really be silly with this. By the way, folks, you can join the conversation at any time by texting in on 0437 three four one double one nine I'll say it that way today just to confuse you zero four three seven three four one double one nine that number should be in your phone ready to go to text here at Bay FM anytime you want to join in the conversation with shows very happy to have you um, 
join us with that, and it comes up on our screen here. We're talking about time and timing today, and Steve is running through uh, the different relationship to time diagrammatically. You've got your pen, your paper, or your, or your tablet in the back seat there if your kids are in the car on the way to school, and uh, diagramming the uh, the progress of uh, relationship to uh, to time, in a sense, um, through the different layers with regard to Claire W. Graves' work. And we're extending a lot beyond Graves' work today. We're just giving a bit of a foundation through that frame. Yeah, that's right. In fact, this uh, what we're going through today is not part of Graves' work. However, the patterns of consciousness that he describes in his work allow us to uh, derive these sorts of understandings. Mm. So uh, let's continue on. So far we've got layer one and layer two. We've got the, the dot, I'm representing I, me, mine at layer one, the emergence of uh, us, I, in me, in within the uh, duality. And then layer two, we have the circle around the outside, which represents the, the emergence of this concept of a cycle at layer two the family around me, time becoming a cycle, and uh, through history, us, our ancestors, and our future generations all living within this cycle. Yeah. Uh, and that cycle is a very expansive concept. Of course, it's not just our personal experience, but the yeah. world around us is, is within uh, operating within a cycle as well. So um, you'll notice that as we go through these sequential layers, at the individual layers, that is the odd-numbered ones, 135, etc., the focus is really on the path, the line, which is a very masculine thing. And then in the odd, uh, sorry, the even-numbered layers, 246, etc., the focus is on the experience or the circular cycling aspect. Yeah, yeah, and we're switching backwards and forwards between those, but we're also, we're adding to each one as we go. So when we move to layer two, we've still got the dot from layer one right there, so it's part of the picture. And now let's go to layer three, so layer three is uh, also an egocentric layer. Graves actually called it egocentric in his notes. And it represents at a species level, the projection of our power. So it gave rise to martial societies that were operated around uh, the balance of power. And at an individual level in our own growth, our own development, it represents our wild teen years where we're breaking mm -hmm. away from the family circle and uh, we're doing our own thing in a very exploratory way. And on your diagram, you can represent this as a line, so a masculine line running from the circle, spiraling back into the dot in the center, because as a teen, we're really seeking to find out about ourselves. Mm. We're seeking- What is our, our identity? Who are we? Who are, yeah. we? Who are yeah. we when we break away from the family, right? Who are we in the world? And what power do we have? So we're spiraling into the dot. Uh, and it usually always uh, also is related to uh, physical movement through space. So it will be physical movement away from the family at a, you know, historical, uh, from a historical perspective, if we look back, it was about moving away from our sacred land that we had lived on all the time and uh, exploring new lands. And, and usually conquering them and uh, doing some terrible things in the process. That's that, right. That was the martial nature of that, that's of right. that era. It was all about power. Mm. And when, when we encountered other people, it was, it was a test of who's most powerful. Yep. Uh, so, and we're still in this uh, pre-rational zone, so we're still driven by our wants and needs. The rational mind, as we know it today, hasn't really kicked in. Uh, that comes at layer four. And the, the want is to be powerful. It's all about keeping score of our achievements. Hmm. 
and that's represented by things that we're all familiar with from the movies like if you got a bow and arrow you put notches on your bow for your achievements uh, or, or if it's a gun usually notches on the, the, the wooden stock of the gun or your bedpost in town that's right we 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 collect trophies to in represent our achievements saloon to go upstairs and my bed there and yeah. i've got 47 notches on the bed so far <laughs> I'm not sure if that's people have killed or something else, but I can't recall because of the, the moonshine down in the bar. It's all good. That's right. That's right. It's woven into our stories, isn't it? Um, so all of those things, you know, the, the notches, the trophies and things, they are, they are a way of representing our, our power, our achievements mm. through time and space. Yes. And what's interesting now is we have three things within our diagram. We have the dot. We have the circle and we have this, the connecting line between the two, the spiraling line. And this is a trinity. Uh, and it's also interesting that at this third layer, it's where we really first uh, achieve a sense of self. And that's, this is why Claire Graves in his research called it egocentric because it's where this, this uh, ego really presents itself that, okay, we have a sense of who we are now. You know, we, we've emerged in layer one. We've existed within a group in layer two, but still so absolutely immersed in the group, we don't really have a clear sense of self. And then at layer three, uh, through this process of projection and power discovery, we form our ego yeah. really solidly for the first time. Yeah. So, and it takes three things to do that. And of course, this, this is the, the three things that we find written into all of our religious texts and everything else, the, the holy trinity of the, of the two things that come together to allow the emergence of the third. Yeah. Uh, and uh, create something, manifest something. Mm. And uh, so from layer three, uh, and I, me, mine, we move to layer four, which is a we, us, our system. And we're also in this movement from three to four, moving beyond the pre-rational zone into the rational zone for the first time. So layer four is where the rational mind emerges. And that, in a physical sense, is represented by the development of the frontal lobes, which allow us to moderate those uh, more primitive urges, instincts that drive our behavior. And, and of course, the rational mind allows us to think and process to grasp the concept of cause and effect, and within that, to then make choices about our life and to choose a, structure, a structured life. And, and historically, this emerged uh, in conjunction with the agricultural revolution. Mm. So we all of a sudden we could crop on a large scale, which allowed us to um, gather together in larger groups. And as we started to live in larger groups, the tribal way of living was overwhelmed because of the numbers, just the complexity of, of the larger group. And so we had to move to a different way of conformity. Mm. And what emerged with this layer four were systems of conformity and most uh, dominantly religious yeah. concepts which gave us rules structured rules of how to live and so instead of identifying with our tribe we started to identify with our ethnic group and the belief system associated with that and that what kept the ethnic group together and conforming was this agreed set of rules mm. and usually or as he said by religion given from a power above which we can't contest we don't really know the source of only a few people have got access to that power like moses or whoever uh, as opposed to and similar to i guess uh, the shamanic uh, for example um, expression in tribal cultures but different in that in those cultures as you're saying 
it's very much centered around the, the seasonal and the the simple and observable rhythms of life but it, when you when we come to to uh, this this next layer in that in the way that you're talking the fourth layer uh, in the blue layer as is also called we're talking about uh, a sort of dispensed structure and regulations and rules from some other places. Not, it's not related to in the same way to the seasons, as in that song we played from the from the uh, the birds, which comes from the Bible itself. In fact, turn, turn, turn. Yeah, it's expressing sort of an older version of that. And now we're we're in a, in a phase where you know the 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 priest or the the pope or whoever will dispense the wisdom, and this is how you have to live in order to manage the complexity, the emerging complexity of of that sort of newer expression of communal living, of community. So yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, and those those uh, guidance processes mm. are related to the themes of each layer. So as we switch between an I, me, mine theme and go to the next layer, which is a we, us, our theme, uh, in the I, me, mine themes, there is usually a central or single um, source of guidance. Yes. And in the we, us, our systems, it's usually communal source yeah. of guidance and yeah. so uh, for example in the in the second layer we have um, this shamanic process within a tribe but it's guided by a community of spirits you know the, the spirits within mm. all of the natural things around mm. us and then when we move to layer animistic yeah exactly when we move to layer three which is an, an I me mind system that becomes a a um, I guess a, it's it's a powerful God that's that's guiding us yeah mm. A powerful God, and and it's it's because it's it's not actually got to monotheism yet. That actually comes from layer four, but yes. layer three, it's usually a, a, a bunch of powerful gods, a number of different gods. Yes, that, I was I was a bit confused by that too. But yeah. could, as a, just to reiterate, too, all we're saying, of course, are very large generations. That it's not just one or the others. Transitions between and movements, yeah, compounding, and compounding ideas. Mm, so you, compounding can see, ideas. you can see how the idea of many spirits compounds to the idea of a powerful series of gods as we have in those ancient mythologies. Yeah. And then, uh, so layer four, and, and back to your drawing, to progress your drawing at layer four, what we do then is we, we've spiralled into the dot at layer three, and now we're going to spiral back out to community, back out to the circle, but there, instead of being one spiralling path, there are two spiralling paths. Yeah. And this is it's the kind of um, pathway or process that's represented in the ancient Tai Chi symbol, where you've got the dark path and the yeah. light path, the, the good path and the bad path, the right path and, and the wrong path. Mm. Yeah, yep. And so it's uh, the thinking associated with layer four is very linear. It's right or wrong, black and white. Uh, and, and this is represented in our concept of time and space. And so we have a choice now because the rational mind has been activated. We can choose between those two paths. Whereas previous to this, we didn't have that rational-minded process of, of cause and effect, right or wrong, uh, acting. So the sort of moral uh, imperative, there's a, a morality sort of evolves there, a choice between you know the, the good and evil, to put it simply, that every every human has in that structure. Yeah, there is, exactly. Uh, and so we defer back to our guidance, whatever our, our guidance is, often spiritual guidance around that. And with the emergence of the raft, rational mind, there's a lot of more complexity uh, that emerges as well and so the two, as well as the two paths we start to be able to understand and break down what happens on those paths in terms of steps of change and the most extreme example of that is in the, the I Ching from ancient China which actually had 64 possible steps along the path from the, the dot yes. to whatever path we were taking to yeah. the dot to the outer circle 
Um, so we've, you can see the duality still represented there in the dot and the circle, but now we've got dual paths mm -hmm. as well. So that concept is expanding. Mm. And if we look at the mythology of that particular era, uh, we see these archetypal stories of the experiences of change as the mythical characters walk along the path and they make their choices between good and bad and then there are certain outcomes which mm. occur as a you know depending on whether they made the right choice or the wrong choice the good choice or the bad choice then there were there were different outcomes mm. and so i guess you had really two classes of mythical story the the heroic class and then the disastrous you know collapse uh, represented in the the other polarity of that story um, and uh, and the heroic actions uh, you know emerging the successful ones of course seeking and finding and those sorts mm. of things yeah, very good. Keep uh, keep with us, folks, and we'll tease this out further. And I, I, I'm experiencing myself how, as you as we speak about time, it becomes uh, complex. It does um, because of our own individual relationship to time, as we are now, and our cultural biases around time that exist. And we'll come to some more of that a bit later on. Any input that you'd like to have, please um, text us. And thanks for your text. A couple of texts coming around. Uh, thanks to George, who's a regular listener. He's, he's written Omnia Tempus Habent after we played the last uh, the last track. Turn, turn, turn. And that phrase Omnia Tempus Habent means, in fact. All things have their time and in their season they all transit under heaven. All things have their season, just as the song. It was in Latin. Well, it's a, it's a great wisdom because essentially that's the truth. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name broadcast on BayFM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.